Welcome to the Mortgage Vault podcast hosted by Voltage. Voltage is a mortgage automation company that helps mortgage lenders and servicers reduce the time and cost to close and board mortgages. Mortgage Vault podcast is for mortgage industry professionals who want to stay ahead of the curve. Every week you will hear from experts, thought leaders and legends on what's next in the mortgage industry. All of this with just one goal in mind that you stay on top of your game. So, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode of Mortgage Vault. Hey everybody, it's Sanat, marketing head at Voltage and your host today. Voltage is a mortgage automation software that helps you produce and service more loans doing this work. Welcome to Mortgage Vault podcast. Today we are very excited to welcome Michael Osler, COO at New Day USA. New Day USA is one of the leading BA mortgage lenders in the country. It has done some really groundbreaking work over the past few years. The company is on its way to touch a revenue figure of close to $500 million in 2021 and generating more than $9 billion in loan volume. Thank you so much for coming on our show, Michael. It's really amazing to have you on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to talking with you today. So, Michael, we would love to talk about what New Day is doing in the VA lending space and get your views on the key trends for 2021. But before that, I would love to start with your journey in the mortgage industry. For our listeners, if you can talk a bit about your entry into the mortgage industry space and how did you start? What was the journey like? That would be really great. Absolutely. In college, I studied finance and basketball at the York College of Pennsylvania. Didn't really know what I was going to be working on. Kind of stumbled on New Day. You know, it was a, at the time was a small VA focused mortgage lender that was starting to make a name for itself and grow a little bit and came in as an entry level processor and had the opportunity to learn the business from the ground up. And over the last eight plus years, have had the opportunity to work in processing, underwriting, servicing oversight, secondary markets, and some business development and, and more macro items more recently. Been a great experience for me. A couple of years back, the company also supported me getting my executive MBA from the Wharton School of Business, which was just another great opportunity for myself and would like to think I've brought some of that back to New Day. You know, like I said, didn't really think I would be working in mortgage. That was never my intent as a uh, finance major, but I've hit the ground running and getting to learn all of the intricacies of the business. It's a great business. And we always talk about, we hire a lot of young people at the company and we always talk about, you know, housing's not going anywhere. It's a pillar of the economy. Everyone needs homes. Service members need homes. So we're really excited about what we're growing and building here. And for me, it's just been a great place to start my career and where I see myself for the foreseeable future. Great. Sounds amazing. And one thing I really like when you said that, you know, housing is not going anywhere. It's one of the core pillars of the economy. That's a great thought. So, so talking a bit about your current role as the CEO at New Day USA, what are the key focus areas for you this year? For me personally, a big focus this year is uh, growing our purchase business. You know, in this marketplace, it's difficult at times for people to buy homes just because of the lack of inventory. And we are extremely excited about the prospect of building our, our VA purchase business line. As rates go up, it's going to be critical to see which companies have prepared for a rising rate environment and which companies haven't. 
And in our mind, we're primed for it and excited about it. A lot of my time and energy is going to be working to scale our purchase business so that we are you know, better diversified and able to serve our military customers, regardless of they're looking to lower their interest rate, tap into their home equity, or buy a new home. And for us, our goal is to be you know, the go-to VA lender, uh, regardless of what product that they need. So that's kind of our mindset. And so therefore, I'm going to be spending a lot of my time building that portion of the business. Wow, that sounds really great. Taking this question one step further, now we are experiencing historic low in the mortgage interest rates, with rates going well below 3%. So how is New Day USA helping servicemen take advantage of such low rates? Yeah, I touched on it a little bit on the last question, but you know, fundamentally there are there's really three VA products out there and there's intricacies of each, but you've got the interest rate reduction refinance loan, the EARL, and that's a, an extremely beneficial product because of how easy it is. So in a low rate environment, you know, service members have access to that to lower their interest rate, reduce their monthly payments. And it's a pretty straightforward and streamlined process, which is nice. But then there's two other products. Obviously, the, the VA purchase loan is great. Looking to buy a home, no down payment. And there are some intricacies there and, you know, probably talk about this a little bit later. But unfortunately, there's a little bit of a negative stigma about VA loans, which is very unfair. But, you know, it's a great product for service members to buy a home with no down payment and some flexible underwriting guidelines. And then the third is the VA cash out program. And, you know, over the next couple of years, we're expecting home appreciation to continue forward as we've seen it. The low inventory isn't going to be solved quickly. And so I think you're going to continue to see home prices uh, trend upwards, which means a lot of people are going to have a lot of equity in their homes. And for the average American family, that's your biggest asset is the house that you own. And so I think whether you're looking to do home repairs or, or prepare for retirement or put some money in the bank for savings, I think a lot of Americans and a lot of service members may be tapping into that home equity over the next couple of years as they see their uh, property values continue to increase. Right. So, you know, since we spoke about the mortgage interest rates and the three products that you mentioned, you know, if you have to talk about challenges, so what do you see are some of the challenges or factors that are holding back veteran home ownership, despite the availability of such great products? Yeah, I'll start with the low inventory. Um, you know, that is affecting everybody right now because, you know, you're starting to see houses that have five, six, seven or more offers every time it goes to market. And so home buyers need to be extremely competitive in order to get the house that they want. We've been working with some customers that had multiple offers and, you know, they want to buy a home, but the low interest rate gives them more affordability, but it gives everybody more affordability. So it's an extremely competitive market right now. And so what, what we try to do is uh, help them be as prepared as possible. We typically will do a, a full underwrite upfront so that they know exactly how much they qualify for. But unfortunately, there's also a little bit of a stigma in the real estate market that VA loans can be more difficult and sometimes are less reliable to close on. And so I think there's a there's an education piece that we can work on that, you know, a military service member using their VA benefits is not a bad thing. That does not mean that they're less qualified. Their offer should be put at the bottom of the pile if there's 10 offers on a home. It's a great product, 100% loan to value, no down payment. Why would we want them to put a down payment if they don't need to? We'd rather them to keep that money in the bank for furniture, repairs, savings, whatever the case is. It's actually 
financially irresponsible to require them to put a down payment if they don't need to. So, you know, for us, a big thing that we have to overcome is just that education of, you know, real estate professionals understanding that using your VA benefit is not a bad thing. It's actually smart. It's financially literate to do that. And we should be accepting those offers and actually putting them at the top of the pile when there's five offers on a home, as long as the lender understands the program. And, you know, we understand that the VA program is unique. It's not an easy program to understand because of the intricacies that exist, but that's why that's all we do. All we do is VA because, you know, we, we know that you kind of need a specialist to own that. So we're, we're spending a lot of our energy on that educational component for real estate agents and real estate professionals so that our service members can get into the homes that they want. That's a great thought. I mean, from this, what I kind of took away was that in general, VA loans have a certain stigma because of the misunderstandings around it. If you can talk a bit about the kind of education programs that you're running with different stakeholders, you know, that would be really helpful. Absolutely. The biggest education for us is uh, educating our real estate agent partners. And, you know, the agents that we work with consistently understand the VA benefit program, understand how to leverage it, understand the value of no down payment and are excellent and they're professionals. For us, it's about educating more real estate agents across the country so that when they see an offer coming into their home that's going to be using VA financing, they don't immediately say, oh, well, you know, that must mean they're a higher credit risk. They might not get the deal. Their lender doesn't understand how to close the VA loan because we get it. There's a lot of lenders that don't specialize in VA loans. And there's probably a lot of real estate agents that have been burned by VA loan financing that have fallen through at the last minute because, you know, they didn't understand the certificate of eligibility or the notice of value or the termite inspection that's needed. Um, all of those things exist to protect the veteran. For us, it's about educating our real estate agent partners. You know, in our mind, we're the VA experts, so we're a, we're a resource for them. If they need questions answered or they need some help getting those loans closed, that's what we're here for. And that's why we're focused on the VA so that everybody can have access to that benefit program. Great. I think that sounds really great because it seems like New Day has taken a completely holistic approach, not just looking at acquisition of new customers, but also educating the different stakeholders in the entire value system. That's, a, that's amazing. You know, in the backdrop of this challenge, you know, New Day intends to help 1 million veteran families take advantage of their VA benefits by 2025. So how does it plan to achieve this monumental milestone? Yeah, there's a couple of factors. Uh, one, I think the New Day USA brand has really grown the last couple of years. And, you know, the, the military customer is starting to recognize us as a go-to provider for VA home loan benefits. And again, whether that's the streamline, the cash out, or the purchase. So to get to a million members, in our mind, we uh, it starts with home purchase. We need to make sure that service members have access to use their VA benefits uh, to buy that house. And the nice thing about the no down payment is often that gives you a little bit more flexibility as long as they can get the offers, but it, it does give you flexibility to make a more competitive offer. And then after that, once they're in the home, making sure that they're educated and paying attention to the interest rate environment, you know, when is it the best time to use your, your VA Earl benefit? When is the best time to use your VA cash out benefit for repairs, savings, retirement, et cetera? So it's a little bit of a holistic approach. And I think the way that we think about it is it starts with getting in the home, but once you're in the home, you then need to make sure that you know who to go to when, you know, to keep you apprised in market changes and, and opportunities to, to maximize your VA benefits. And that's where I think we fit in. 
I think it's great to learn that a new day has such concrete action plans in place to to achieve this milestone. So with that thought, we will take a short break, and we have a lot more to cover on the other side. So stay tuned, stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Voltage. Voltage is an AI-driven mortgage automation software that has helped leading mortgage companies reduce their document processing time and cost by more than fifty percent. To learn more, visit us at www.voltage.com. So, welcome back. Just before going on a break, we were in talks with Michael. Michael Lawster is the COO at New Day USA. We were discussing about New Day's goal to help one million veteran families by two thousand twenty-five. So, Michael, if you can just walk us through some of the existing plans or schemes that New Day is undertaking to help servicemen, that would be great. Absolutely. One of the things we're most excited about is what we're calling our Operation Home Purchase business, and it's you know a real focus on serving the military community in finding the their home, whether it's their first home, getting out of the service, or you know maybe it's their dream home, or maybe it's their retirement home. So our operation home purchase team is exclusively focused on VA purchase loans, and you know for us, there's a couple of things you have to do differently to be focused on the VA. One, you know you have to be willing to work with the service members before they're under contract, in order for them a to understand how much they qualify for, but b for the the listing agent to accept the offer. They need to know that the lender is going to be able to close because of the stigma that exists on VA loans um, that we discussed a little bit earlier. Our business model is to do a lot of upfront work, to do an underwrite, to make sure that the service member knows exactly how much they qualify for, and they can confidently put a an offer on a home that might be only a twenty, twenty five, thirty day contract, so that they put their best foot forward and get the home that they want. And then our operational teams that support Operation Home Purchase is are also exclusively focused on purchase. Our processors, our underwriters, our closers, our post-closers, everybody is, uh, it's its own business line because purchase and refinance are two completely different products and business models. And in our mind, if you mix them too much, then you're not going to be competitive. And when you're trying to put as many service members into a home that we want, we felt that we needed to break it out. So we, we are treating it as its own business and really excited about the growth that we're going to see in the next couple of years. Wow. We sincerely hope that more servicemen can really take benefits from Operation Home and fulfill the American dream of, you know, having a home ownership. Amazing. So, you know, obviously we talked about New Day's goal of having one million veteran families home ownership by 2025. So, when dealing with such huge volumes, how crucial is automation in improving business efficiency? Let's say during the loan processing and the underwriting stage. Yeah, automation is critical. In our mind, it's it's a delicate balance, though. And so the things that we started thinking about, you know, we want to automate as many of the administrative and mundane parts of the process as possible. But we intentionally also believe that you don't want to completely eliminate the human critical thinking element of underwriting. And you know, in our mind, and again, very VA focused. Uh, most of our business is is the VA alone. There's a lot of gray. And flexibility that the VA provides to its service members and its lenders because it's a benefit. It's not an insured program like HUD's FHA program. It's a completely different approach from the VA, and they they want to encourage lenders to take that 
common sense approach to extend financing to service members when it makes sense. So for us, we're never going to get away from our principles of uh, manual underwriting, common sense underwriting, and doing everything we can to say yes. So that portion will never be automated in our mind. And But with that being said, there's always a lot of administrative work that's done by the processors and the underwriters, and even pre and post closing that you know, you can leverage technology in order to improve. And then that way, your people can do more higher level thinking activities and less uh, administrative work. So that's been our big focus the last couple of years is kind of breaking down what they're working on and saying, do we need a human brain in on this portion or not? And if not, let's automate it. If yes, let's keep that. And therefore, that's a critical function that we need to keep doing. And so we've seen a big increase in, you know, per person productivity and, and measures like that. But we're also very cognizant of making sure we're not completely eliminating that human touch because that, in our mind, that's the crux of, of the mortgage business, especially the VA business. And if you get away from that too much, then you're going to be denying credit access to too many people. That's a wonderful thought, like not doing away with the human touch because that's the core to the market business. That's a wonderful thought to go away with. So I would like to turn your attention a bit towards the past year, right? The past year has been a watershed year because of the COVID pandemic. So what are some of the technology interventions that helped you ensure business continuity and smooth operations? Yeah, I would say the first and foremost is just the ability to work remote. I would uh, tip our hat to our technology team. You know, we were able to set up at the time 500 employees to work from home virtually in about a span of about a week. We got very intentional about scheduling and making sure that everybody is speaking the same language at all times and following the same process. We felt that that was the best way to, to ensure that we're all aligned with how we're approaching our work. And so it starts with technology. If, if people can't log in and access the servers, then the rest doesn't matter. So it started with technology. And then from there, you know, like I said, we got very intentional about who was working on what during what portion of the day so that everybody could have better visibility as to when they should be doing certain tasks. Um, so that was a big focus for us. And then, you know, over the course of the year, we were, we're an entrepreneurial company at heart. So we've, we've been tinkering and making positive improvements the entire time and think we've come a long way. We've done a lot of great things as a company. So really proud of what we were able to accomplish. Wow. That's great. That's great. So taking this question one step further, in your opinion, how has the pandemic shifted the adoption of technology in the mortgage lending and servicing space? Has it gone up? Do you think companies are more keen on adopting new technology interventions? Yeah, I think the biggest and most obvious shift was the uh, rise of the e-closing. I think prior to the pandemic, it was an, an emerging technology that people were talking about and were interested in. And I think with the country going into various levels of lockdowns, I think a lot of lenders accelerated their investment and understanding of whether it's hybrid or full, you know, e-closings. Um, a lot of it was out of necessity, ourselves included. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to, to do in-person closings in March and April because we just, you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen. So I think you really saw the rise of the investment in those uh, technological process changes at the closing table, because that's one of the few portions of the mortgage process that's still done face-to-face -face today. Outside of that, I think a lot of the other changes were process-oriented, but probably just uh, iterations of things that people were already working on. It just became more obvious when you went virtual 
as to what tasks are able to be automated and which aren't. But if you had to say, in my mind, the e-closing rise was uh, head and shoulders above any other changes that have occurred in the last year. Absolutely. Even in the previous episodes, many of our guest speakers, they have also highlighted that e-closings have really seen a peak in, in the last few months because of this lockdown situation. So talking a bit about trends and taking this bit more further, in your opinion, what are some of the key trends that will be market shaper for VA lending and servicing space in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, so a couple of things that that we're thinking about. One is, I think, home appreciation. I think you're going to continue to see homes appreciate. I talked a little bit earlier, but there's such a shortage of supply, and that's not going to change, probably not at least in the next 12 months. So I think you're going to continue to see home prices rise. The other thing I think will be interesting to track, and don't necessarily have an opinion on it, will be the potential migration out of cities. We obviously saw that trend a lot last year. And it'll be interesting to see if that continues into the next couple of years or if you'll start to see people flocking back to the cities. A lot of that will probably be driven by uh, corporations and businesses and how they handle uh, virtual work. How much flexibility is there? Can somebody really not live in the city? So I think a lot of that will be kind of trickle down, but that'll obviously have an impact on the housing market. And if you start to see people continue to, to leave the cities, you know, one, I think it's actually good for the VA program. I think it'll probably open up and make the VA program a little bit more accessible because I think the suburban and rural marketplaces are probably a little bit less competitive right now than the cities. But it's hard to know. I mean, I think a lot of those those things are all intertwined and overlapping. So, it, you know, one's not going to move without the other. And then for us, the VA program specifically, we're not necessarily anticipating any major changes, but for us, it's a big focus is that education piece and making the VA program less taboo. And we're hoping that that, that'll allow more service members to use their benefits and, and buy homes over the next couple of years as, you know, it's a great time to buy a house, want to make sure that they have access to do so. Great. Sounds good. So absolutely makes sense, you know, focusing resources and energy in educating the different stakeholders so that the uptake of VA loans really rises. As we head towards the end of this interview, so I'd like to ask the last few questions, right? So getting a bit personal, what do you think is the reason behind your own success? Tell us a bit about your learnings, discoveries that helped you in your professional as well as personal life. Yeah, a couple of things I'll highlight. One, you know, I'd have to point to my parents. I was certainly raised the right way. And a lot of the values I hold today were instilled by them. You know, I watched my father run his own business my entire childhood. He still runs it to this day. I watched my mother finish her bachelor's degree while I was in high school because she promised her father that she would. And so, you know, my work ethic, my my values and, and how I approach life, I think a lot of that I learned from them. So I, I think I wouldn't be where I am today without their guidance. And then my wife is extremely supportive of my career. I certainly wouldn't be where I am without her, whether it's moving, whether it's long hours here and there, whatever the case is, always fully supportive and just couldn't say enough positive things about her support. And then, um, you know, from there, I think it's just been work ethic and good opportunities. I've been at the right place at the right time. I think I've, I've definitely earned a lot of what I've gotten through work ethic, and but I've had so many great mentors that uh, it's hard to point to one, but the opportunity at New Day has been very unique and very thankful that uh, presented itself to me. Great. I think it's certainly true that family and work ethic are definitely two pillars that really take you far in life. Well said. So today's youngsters and millennials have a lot of choice 
in, in terms of career. So do you think that mortgage industry is something that can provide them a long-term career? I do. And I look at my career, I, I certainly was not intending to have a career in mortgage when I graduated college, but I've had a very rewarding career to date. And like I said at the top, you know, the housing industry isn't going anywhere. There's always going to be automation and improvements, but people are always going to be buying homes. It's the pillar of the American dream, as you said. And so the mortgage industry is always going to be there to support the housing industry. And so, uh, you know, it, to me, it's a great career. It's stable from a long-term perspective. There's always going to be disruptors, but it's a, to me, it's a great place to grow roots. Great. Thank you so much. I had an amazing time talking to you and I'm sure our listeners would also have gathered a lot from our today's conversation on everything. I also hope you have a good time with us. You have been extremely kind and patient. Great. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, that's a wrap from our side. Until next time.